We are confronted primarily with a moral issue. I know you're asking today, how long will it take? If our children should live to see the next century, what change will they see? What progress will we have made? If we do not combat climate change, I, I fear very much the kind of world that we're leaving to our kids. I will not take no for an answer, and I hope you won't either. The world is rapidly changing, and when we face threats to our rights, our lives, we must stand together. We must recognize our strengths. We must look past our differences, and we must fight for each other. The Orion Herald calls to the people of Earth, for if we do not ensure now that democracy prevails, that human rights are protected, and that the planet survives, how do we face tomorrow? Hello, listeners. My name is DKTC, and our guest today is... Tom Talman Taylor uh, from uh, IGPS, as well as um, Talking uh, MMT. Well, glad to have you on, and uh, this is the Orion Herald, and today we're talking, at, oh, we're talking about um, just generally the Green Party and what's kind of been going on this last, or the Green Party, especially in regards to, you know, socialist movements within the Green Party, and what's kind of been going on this last year, because I'm, I'm sure this last year, especially with the election, has been very hectic, Right. Yeah, yeah, it has been, uh, I've been kind of, uh, I guess, uh, having growing pains with regards to my channel. Uh, I started off uh, basically interviewing candidates uh, that were both uh, socialists and uh, Green Party. Uh, and from there, since after the 2020 election uh, uh, became over, I realized that I should probably do some news. So that's when uh, I went from all kinds of other different directions to uh, the IGPS, which is International Green Party of Socialist News. So um, it says the IGPS a new party? Like, is it a kind of like a subsplit off of the regular Green Party? No, I'm not, I'm not associated with Green Party at all. I'm not associated with so Socialist Party. Uh, uh, IGPS is literally uh, a news channel where I go to uh, socialist websites Green Party websites from uh, the U.S. to U.K. I was uh, reporting from Germany, but they decided to become a part of the mainstream government, so that doesn't really fit with my narrative in regards to what I'm trying to uh, uh, the um, the news I'm trying to pervade, uh, not pervade, uh, tell listeners or viewers uh, about the Green Party socialist uh, parties. Interesting, interesting. So. Um... So, or just so, just for clarity, so, um, so IGPS is a kind of a new, like a new station in, you know, a burgeoning party, or international, our international green, so inter, international green party of socialists, right? IGPS. No, uh, well, it's a news channel. Yeah, so it's an, or so do you, as a new, currently it's a news channel, do you plan in the future on, any kind of party behavior, like our uh, go. Uh, I I, am, I haven't thought that 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 much ahead. Uh, I have 443 uh, wonderful subscribers, and I'm hoping to to grow from wow. there. But uh, yeah, 
I, I don't think that would be consensus enough to be starting uh, its own uh, party of, of sorts. Uh, I think the first thing you would need to do is make sure third parties are able to be on the ballot in the first place, which means we need to uh, get a ranked choice voting uh, in every state in the United States. Definitely. I, th- uh, I, I think I t- we talked about it on our last episode, but um, I'm, de- I'm definitely in support of kind of moving are moving to different forms of voting that don't like, don't enormously favor the majority two parties as much because like I said last episode, um, I think or I think this kind of bipartisan idea of only the Democratic and Republican parties is very limiting in terms of what can be accomplished because you know people think it's only them when there's so many there's so many other parties, so many other organizations constantly trying to get just get seen. Yeah, no, no, that 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 is true, and uh, I think you I think you've seen over the last few years that the Green Party and Socialist Party both have uh, climbed in ranks uh, due to the uh, new laws that some states have enacted against their parties. Uh, I think uh, HR HR one, I think it was, where it uh, uh, it keeps it keeps. Uh, the matching funds, I believe, for third parties like the Green Party, the Socialist Party, uh, down due to the fact that I think they have to raise uh, a huge amount of money in order to be able to get on the ballot in the first place, in order to uh, also get matching funds. Now, I may be wrong about that, but Howie Hawkins, uh, the 2020 uh, Green Party uh, candidate for president, uh, wrote something, something like that online that, that I read on my show, in fact. Which was in great detail, and so great, so great that uh, I had to get on something else, unfortunately, during that episode. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but, the money threshold definitely is is probably the biggest our best, biggest obstacle for third parties to overcome. I mean, be, you know, because they're because they're not in like it's a it's kind of a self creating problem that like because. Third parties are often not as aligned with, you know, these larger corporations. They don't get the funding because they don't get the funding. They don't get, you know, as much of media attention. Yeah. Sad. No, that's, no, well, it's, it's even worse when you consider the fact that the mainstream media and two-party systems basically literally have a monopoly of sorts on uh, not, I mean, on news in regards to the internet, as well as uh, uh, it's like CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, uh, stations like that. That exactly, exactly, because it feeds back, and because so they have wealth, and or they have wealth, which means they get more attention, which means that they get like they get more representation in media, and because because they have more representation in media, they get more support, which enables them to get more wealth which, you know, just it snowball. It's a very snowballish effect that, you know, just makes, inflates these parties more and more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, have you heard of the uh, Socialist Equality Party? Um, I've, or I've actually not. Uh, feel free to talk about it. Uh, well, I interviewed uh, one, one of their uh, candidates uh, past summer, Joseph Kishore, uh, who was running for president. Um, and now I didn't even know anything about the SCP myself until I was like, wait a minute, Socialist Equality Party. Well, the narrative of my show at that time, Conversation with a Socialist, uh, was to interview as many 
as many socialists as I could get my hands on, communists and uh, and Green Party candidates. So I interviewed him for a little bit. Uh, I, uh, apparently, uh, the SCP is, uh, have you ever heard of a uh, World Socialist website as well? What's that? World Socialist website. Um, I think, or I think I have. I may not. Uh, it's basically the uh, uh, a a news organization that uh, that captures like all kinds of news from union uh, news to what's going on in the White House, government governmental type type news, and I believe it's a part of the uh, the uh, Strzok's movement. Uh, it was born out of uh, out of his version of uh, socialism. Yeah, Trotskyism. Yeah, Trotskyism. I'm sorry. I, I may have, I may have pronounced that wrong, but uh, oh, no, yeah, that's, that's where they that's where that came from. Uh, the the Fourth International, I think, comes that fact. Yeah, International I, IFCI. Yes, yes, I, and I apologize to anybody that's listening to, to this uh, podcast that uh, you said that wrong. I apologize. I I I say I. I uh, I report the news from the websites. So it doesn't mean I always remember them as far as like offhand. So. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's no problem. I'm looking up stuff during these podcasts. Yeah, let's uh, see. But yeah, SVP is the only one that I can see the, the actual socialist party in America that doesn't take, uh, from, what I, from what, what my research says anyway so far, that, uh, that doesn't take any big corporate money. Uh, Social Alternative has decided to join with the DSA. DSA itself has, has taken money from uh, donors uh, who donate to the D, uh, DNC. So I no longer um, I, no, I no longer report from the Social Alternative or DSA. Yeah, so I, that's the slippery slope. Is you got to decide. You know, it's a harder path to kind of, or it's a harder path to kind of take that you know moral high ground of you know, not falling into the same pitfalls as these, as, you know, other progressives that, like, have joined up with the Democratic Party, but if, like, it is a harder path, because, like, if you don't accept money, you kind of have to do it yourself, but, you know, I'm glad, I'm looking at this website, and very professional, very, um, very constantly updated, you know, I'm glad that, you know, it shows that success can be kind of brought about even without that kind of Big, big institution support. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and uh, I also uh, report news from UK, Green Party UK, uh, Tusk, which is, I believe it's a trade union socialist coalition. Uh, they're, they're having uh, elections on May 6th. Uh, I think they have like 300 something candidates that are trying to run under the Tusk uh, umbrella there. Um, and also uh, leftists, I believe uh, socialists from uh, the Labor Party have, uh, if you go onto uh, Tusk uh, website, which I think is t- uh, tusk.co.uk, it'll have a um, it'll have a uh, article that I read a couple of days ago about uh, uh, what I think how many uh, candidates are re- trying to run or trying to qualify to run as a Tusk uh, representative that came from uh, Labor, I believe. Interesting. I guess it's like USK just for the, or just. For the- uh, it's T-U-C, uh, T-U-S-C. Ah, T-U-S-C. That makes more yeah. sense. Dot UK, uh, or you can uh, go for a socialist, uh, uh, socialist UK, and that should bring it up as well. Interesting, interesting. 
And uh, it's great to come like to hear about all these new parties because you know once again you know there's so many organizations out there that like they don't get enough they don't give like they're they're doing the good fight and they don't get enough attention primarily because of the media lean and you know that's why you know I'm I'm honored to have you on because you know I really appreciate the the, the kind of new show format you do with the. Uh, you know, do, are doing private, our private kind of news broadcasts constantly and kind of shedding a light on all these organizations, all these, you know, unseen heroes, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I thank you for, for the compliment as far as the work goes, but they are the reason why I do that because uh, news channels like uh, CTYT, that once Hillary Clinton got the nomination. They went directly to the middle ground, and I don't see that. I, I don't see that being a good thing in, in my view. I mean that, that they're just trying to follow wherever the wind blows. So I don't. I myself, I try not to do that. I can't say I haven't, but I try not to do that. That's why, like in New York, I've, I've endorsed that bitter boy um, uh, Love uh, for mayor of uh, New York. He's a difference. Uh, he's not a part of the establishment. Uh, so, yeah, now look him up if, uh, if you know anybody in New York. Low, so, low for New York, you said. Uh, Paperboy, uh, Prince, Love. Or, actually, no, I'm sorry. It's Paperboy, Love, Prince. Mm. Yeah. It's a catchphrase. It's, it's our time. All right, New York, it's our time. So, New York, our New York listeners out there. Look up Peter Boy. They don't know. Don't know who I'm talking about. I hope anyway. He, he, he's one of those candidates I need to uh, to uh, qualify for the ballot as well, and I think they're getting closer and closer to it. Anyway, so, um, so moving on. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no problem. Just keeping it flowing. Um, so all these all these organizations you've been I've been talking about. So I mean, I know we're in. We're a few months into 2021, so we're kind of vaccines are coming out. We're kind of getting used to it. But so, how have they been kind of adapting to COVID? Because you know, COVID kind of affected everything, especially the party, like especially the most recent U.S. presidential election. Very, very weighed down heavily by COVID, like it's constant issue. You know, I mean, if you don't notice, how have these parties been kind of adapting to that? Yeah, I think that uh, both parties have forced people to go out and vote when they probably shouldn't have. Because after, like, no, after uh, the primaries in November, I think the only person that uh, I think the only person that did come out against uh, going out to the polls in regards to like the um, the virus and the, and its and its toll and all this stuff was Howie Hawkins. I think I think he said. That uh, that 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 uh, Mel, uh, Mellon Dallas was the best thing right now, and Bernie Sanders and other DNC members didn't say that. In fact, DNC, if I remember right, um, threatened to take away through the delegates. I think it was from uh, Wisconsin and uh, no, Ohio, but uh, it's Wisconsin and other places. If they didn't, uh, if they didn't go out and vote. So they were pressuring people to go out and vote so they could hurry up and, and get, get through the election. Yeah, I think a lot of that is like so many times, you know, party loyalty overrides a lot of these, you know, more moral issues is that, yeah, we we do kind of support, you know, COVID safety, but also, you know, we've got to make sure we stay in power. We got to make sure we kind of get power. 
make sure you know enough people vote that we can overturn the other party. And, yeah, yeah, you know, it's a dangerous thing to be that you know, be so loyal and be so concerned with petty politics that you know risking people's lives doesn't matter as much. Right. That's that's why every time before I I try to uh, before I uh, get off my live stream uh, streamyard. Um, I try to tell people if you want to change, don't vote for Democrat or Republican. If you want, if you're a leftist and if you want leftist policies to to capture the day, vote for a Green Party or vote for a Socialist. That's not attached to the SA or the uh, or the DSA, anybody of that nature. But they're too close in contact now, anyway, with the Democrats and mainstream. Yeah, because. And- I mean, the, so the common argument I've heard for years is the idea that if you vote third party, you throw away your vote. But the more we tell people that, I, I mean, sure, there's right now the majority of people like votes Democrat or Republican. But the more we try, we keep ingraining that idea that, you know, it's a waste, a third party is a wasted vote, then the more people are going to believe that and, and the less and less people are going to vote third party. Like, I think so many leftists, the mistake they make is they think, oh, well, you know, a third party wouldn't succeed, so I'll at least choose Democrats. But the more we ingrain the idea that the Democrats are the safe option, then the more we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Neither party is a safe option. No, the safe party is a safe it's option. option. The, the safe we, we, can't, we can't keep elite. I mean, I think for leftists, we definitely agree, you know, the Republicans, not an option at all. But, Dem- like, Democrats kind of rely on convincing leftist voters that, you know, no other party would, like, even if the Democrats don't adequately support their interests, no other party is going to at least lean any, like, any type of left. It's either, it's it's like, it's either Republicans or us. Right. And unfortunately, what people need to learn, I think, uh, just just my my own experience with regards to how people uh, talk, especially on the internet. Uh, and in real life, in some cases too, uh, for some reason they, they don't learn that if if you vote for the same party, expect the same things. Exactly. Don't vote. Don't, don't expect them to change because it's all about fear mongering and identity politics. That's 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 the main thing as far as politics nowadays. It's not about policy, unless there's a huge uh, uproar over the policy, like right now the pandemic. There's too much. Uh, there's there's too much uproar about money need, needed right now in the larger in the in the communities that that will spend the money uh, overall instead of giving it to big corporations like they have in the past 30, 40 years. They just hold on to it. We as normal citizens are consumers. This country has become more of a uh, market-based uh, economy, not a consumer-based economy. And I think right now we're starting to see the uh, the consumer-based economy come back with the now I'm 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 just learning about MMT, which is modern monetary theory. In fact, I have a show on BitChute that is that's called a talking uh, MMT. But I'm just learning more and more about it. But it but it looks like politicians know a little bit about that. So otherwise. Before giving the said uh, uh, tax tax breaks to big corporations, they would think, "Well, how are we going to pay for this?" But they don't say that; they just do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 
Yeah, I get you. And the DNC, are, they're, they're trying to play off of that now, I think, as far as the spending bills and all that. At least they're trying to right now. But you have someone like a Joe Manchin who uh, is basically trying to become president of the United States when he's blocking certain uh, things from going through, or at least attempting to. Someone like that should be voted out. Anybody who, anybody who is against a $15 minimum wage should be voted out. Oh, definitely. That's actually, that was our previous episode topic as well, was the fact that, you know, it's long past time for a minimum wage or for an increase in minimum wage to 15. Like 15 is not even going to be adequate because month or because, you know, inflation has proceeded so much that, you know, the thing we were fighting for years ago is now far from outdated. And now like not even like even a 15 minimum wage is still kind of iffy. Right. It, it's ridiculous that, you know, all this, I'm, and I, I would hope that this would kind of wake up more people to the idea that the Democratic Party is less about their interests and more about kind of pretending like they're their interests with the fact that, you know, all this fighting for all this fighting for change and all this fighting to overthrow Trump and kind of put Biden in. And we still can't get at least a $15 minimum wage. Yeah, and it's because of, uh, I think it's because of the eight people, uh, I think uh, three Republicans and, no, I'm sorry. I know at least uh, eight politicians went against the $15 minimum wage. I know at least maybe three or four Democrats went against it, and the rest were Republicans, which is, that was kind of obvious on that one. Oh, yeah. But I mean, but I, mean I think a Republican has even said that, uh, uh, as, a, as a child, I believe that this, I forget who it was, but uh, a Republican said that if, if we add inflation to what he made in like high school or something, the fact that the uh, dishwasher, he would, he would have about $28, $20 an hour. I'm like, exactly. That's how much people need in order to survive nowadays between 28 to 30 to $35 an hour. I mean, I do think, like, I think a lot of these people understand. They just don't want to. I'm, they don't want to bite the hand that feeds them by kind of doing it, by kind of stepping in the way of, you, you know, these profit-driven monopolistic institutions is, you know, they've got to be, I think a lot of, the, are a lot of Dem, both Republicans and Democrats, you know, there's, they're trying to play to the interests of the people directly in opposition to increasing minimum wage. And so, you know, the Democrats are torn between trying to appease the people and also trying to trying to kind of appeal to the people that put them in power in the first place. The people they, donated yeah. to their campaigns and whatnot. And what these politicians also need to remember is if their constituents, not big corporations, but their actual constituents, the ones that actually vote them in, that they have buying power, that means that the, contribute, that the people that contribute to the actual politicians will have more money to contribute to them. So they need to look more at what consumers can buy instead of what the big corporation that uh, feeds them their contributions campaign-wise uh, will be able to do. They have to, this is why voters have to look at third parties as a uh, as the main uh, voting block to vote, vote with. Because if they don't do that, they're going to get the same old, same old. Exactly. You know, 
We can't have the same old, same old, because same old, same old has brought us to where we're at now as a society. Yeah, and in staying along this certain path, or staying along this path, and just believing, you know, this is the way things are. Is we're gonna drive off a cliff if we don't turn or veer away from our current path. Right. We've got to realize that you know, the people aren't powerless, and w- the way we've been doing things is not currently working. Despite the fact, right. I believe it's the only way to do things. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so or as a continuing with the question, so that's how the major are these larger parties are dealing with COVID. How about you know third party organizations like the Green Party or Green Party, those various socialist parties you mentioned? How have they been kind of addressing COVID? Well, they've been doing. I, now speaking as someone who obviously, as I said earlier, is an outsider to these parties. I. I Last party that I was associated with, which which was in Washington State, where I come, where I come from, uh, I was a Democrat. Uh, I tried to uh, register as a Green Party here in Ohio, but that didn't pan out, and my vote was not counted. Uh, it was deemed undeliverable. Literally, that's what I got the text message that uh, uh, it said. Um, but yeah, uh, it, a lot of these states, if if they do start. Uh, opening up, I'm hoping that they open up on more of the safe level where uh, where COVID-19 is down like extremely to the point where there's not, they're, they're, the people that get it uh, are able to um, go through it and uh, heal from it. The more that happens, I think the more confidence you're going to have in people wanting to shop. Yeah, the safer way is going to take longer, but it's still worth it because it's or it's still worth it because it's still you know, human lives on the line. And if, yeah. And even if it comes at a greater economic cost, there's really no price you can put on a life that could have been saved. Yeah. And actually, one of the things that I brought up on, on, on one of my episodes a couple of days ago, I think it was, uh, some Republicans are complaining that they're not getting as much in relief funds uh, as Democrat states. What they, what they miss is the fact that they only shut down halfway. Which means they only missed half of the of the tax uh, tax revenue, whereas in the states that actually went down wholeheartedly, missed quite a few dollars in the tax revenue. Like Ohio, I'm I'm not I'm I'm thinking that we are uh, half closed and half opened. Uh, so we only so I think we're only getting like half of the uh, of the of the I guess what do you call that um. Uh. Payback, I suppose, in tax in tax revenue. There we go. Uh, um, but I think even DeWine, uh, our governor here, uh, is going against having uh, having any relief at all, or at the very least, uh, some portions of the bill he didn't he didn't agree with. And my first thought is, well, then I'm happy I didn't vote for you. I mean, here in Texas, it was a big controversy a few weeks ago. Is the fact that you know our 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 government decided to just, all right, you know, throw caution to the wind. We're ready to open all the way, which I hardly think is, I hardly think we are ready to open all the way, but, you know, now we're just going full steam ahead. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, to add, to add kind of fuel to that flame is the fact that we won't get a, or that like we likely won't receive as much in aid because we just, or because we decided, hey, let's let's go ahead and open. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, speaking of Green Party, I think there's at least a couple of Green Party uh, members there running for office there, isn't that? Um, I mean, I've been I've been kind of keeping more of an eye on Congress and national politics recently, but I think so. Yeah, I think it was uh, oh, I think it was at Delilah for uh, for Texas. I think I think her name is. I interviewed her uh, interviewed her a couple months ago. She's running for governor. Um, uh, so I think there's, uh, there's a couple that are running for city council as well there, I believe. But uh, I'm, I'm, I haven't really been following myself as far as the Green Party uh, USA uh, individually because they haven't updated as far as I know about their website in regards to who's running in 2022 or 2021 for that matter. And others, uh, there are midterms coming up, right? Yeah. Yeah, 2021. So, like, okay. So, they, I, as far as I know, they haven't updated the website. Because also what I do is I try to do a, a Green Party and a Socialist Roll Call where I uh, say who's running, where, and for what. Yeah, because I, f- I feel, and this is not so much a you know partisan thing or a party thing, but also just I feel a lot of times local local politics and our lo- local politics in you know more, I mean even congressional politics. Are kind of underrepresented in the media as well as you know so much attention gets put on the presidential election ours and i mean sometimes on the congressional elections but i feel that people don't understand the importance and really know their local representatives well enough and because they don't i feel that you know that's another way that you know third parties are disadvantaged is because if they barely know you know the republican democratic local candidates they're they're likely not going to get know the third party candidates, and I feel that lack of involvement just kind of hands over. Um, yeah, yeah and, the, and the problem there, is, yeah, and the problem there is uh, not enough people are doing research on all things. They're not they're not trying to figure out which parties actually have their policies in mind, and see if they're either on the ballot or have representatives on the ballot. You know. Uh, I don't. I don't know how many people actually do that. Uh, I know that a lot of people uh, tend to look at commercials or st- uh, mainstream media stuff like that. And that's where I come in as a, I guess you'd say, independent uh, news channel, which is I look through a lot of uh, the news, but overall I get the news out there. <laughs> so, yeah, I, th- I definitely. Th- I think maybe one reason you know, Paul. People are paying less and less attention to politics. Is the idea that, like, because of some, are like so much has happened in the last few years that people are kind of overwhelmed and they decide, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pay att- that much attention to politics. But you know, it's just going to keep intensifying, and like what we decide to do politically is going to impact how bad it's going to get. As we've seen, like, just a few years after 20, the 2016 election, you know, COVID happened and all the all the mismanagement and all the kind of conflict over our con- political conflict over that resulted in the chaos we've been dealing with for a year now. Oh yeah. And sure fact you have someone like Trump who has been a, a uh, donor to both parties. That's why he was able to go on to the Republican debate stages and like nail the hell out of the other ones. Because then he knew he knew all their dirty secrets because he was one giving them the dirty secrets. Unlike with uh, Democrats, where Hillary Clinton was, was had too much against her in the first place, they could have they they yeah if they would have put Bernie Sanders up there, 
versus Trump, Bernie Sanders would have a better chance of winning. Thing is, I think Democrat are one reason Bernie hasn't, you know, gone through is because the Democrats are far less willing, are far less willing to risk someone, you know, more, I want to say, more, are less centrist than usual. And so, like, their previous few candidates, so Hillary, Biden have all been, you know, candidates involved with the previous establishment. You know, Biden was Obama administration. Hillary was Clinton administration. You know, the, I, oh, yeah, yeah. I think the Democratic, like, the, the leadership of the Democratic Party, don't, even if uh, even if someone like Bernie or AOC or a more progressive candidate could do or could get them more voters, they want to they want to make sure they they stay in like the more centrist leadership of the Democratic Party stays in power. They want to make sure they have a you know a safer chance that will appeal more to centrist and older Democratic voters. You know, more moderate Democrats that are like, oh yeah, I recognize them. I'll vote for them, rather than you know taking a chance and kind of taking a stand on ideals. They like to just yeah. go with the recognizable option. And yeah, you're talking about, you're talking about right, name recognition. Exactly. Well, name recognition should also have a reputation behind it. And people are people apparently uh, forgot the reputation that Clinton, the Clintons, the Bidens, and the Trumps have. Uh, Bernie Sanders is no saint, but he, he was a lot better than they were. Uh, his biggest problem that I saw was the fact he didn't run as independent. Uh, some, uh, even though he's I suppose an independent in regards to uh, his uh, Senate seat, I think he's independent. Um, I think that if he would have ran as independent for president, he would have he would have won. Because after 2016, he he gained a lot of support from the younger generation, and in some cases, like myself, who's more of a general, uh, I'm a Gen Z uh, uh, born person. Uh, <laughs> I voted for him in the midterms uh, tw- of uh, 20, 2016 and 2020. But when he, when he decided to, uh, to bail out and allow like all the other centrists to get behind Biden, Biden, who at that time was not showing the best in, um, in uh, uh I guess brain power is the, is the best term I, I can come up with right now. I have regards to speeches and pre-recorded statements at that time. If you remember, if you remember a lot of the uh, stuff that was coming out of like people mocking the way he was talking. Uh, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So, well, I, a lot of that I think was directed more of his more his age. Is that there's theories that he's um, or he's struggling with senility, senile. Senile. Senileism, I suppose, is the word for it. Yeah, no. I I think that Bernie Sanders got, got out way too early, and I think he was told to get out by Obama and, and, and the rest of the establishment in order to keep his spot, I think, within even the independent portion of DNC. I mean, I, I think if a big-name candidate like Bernie were to run for independent party, even if he lost... I think that would be one good step towards kind of are kind of getting kind of shaking people out of the myth that, you know, it's only it's only two options that it's only Democrats or Republicans, because I'm, I'm sure that if Bernie ran for independent, if even if he didn't win, I'm sure he'd still draw a lot of the vote. And regardless of whether that 
regardless whether that succeeds or fails in impacting the election, I think it would make a point that, you know, independent candidates or independent candidates can, like, you don't need to be in one of these majority parties to win. Because I, yeah. th the, I think the, the kind of, what's the community that's built around Bernie, like, all Bernie has been gaining popularity over the years as one yeah. of the, one of the kind of, I want to say, you know, redeeming, redeeming politicians in the Democratic Party. I think if he right. were on his own, then he'd draw away a lot of Democratic voters with him. Nope. Uh, when, when he was running, he brought them in. Yeah, he was, saying, he was, like if Bernie was to go independent, I think, you know, a lot of, like, I think a lot of the, uh, uh, like a lot of the crowd that supports Bernie and that it, like the more progressive and leftist crowd in America, like I think he would get a lot more of those voters in a. Uh, okay, no, I, I, I think that's what you're talking about. No, you know what? You, you would be right about that. And they would have deserved to lose the clientele because they have not been dealing with the clientele in, in the best way as far as policies and getting, and getting what needed to, to happen done, like Green New Deal. And I'm not, I'm not talking about the AOC's Renew Deal. I'm talking about like the Howie Hawkins Renew Deal. It actually has a bite to it. Uh, once Bernie Sanders went out, went out of the race, that's when Howie Hawkins and Angela Walker and the rest of the Green Party uh, got more notoriety because the only other person that was running, that's how I became more interested in the Green Party and Socialist Party was the fact that Bernie Sanders stepped out of it. And when you step down there, I looked and find out, okay, so I remember Joe Stein was ran uh, a few years prior in the Green Party, but I also remember what happened. And I think that because what happened with Joe Stein and because the mainstream narrative was her and Putin all this stuff, I think that kind of killed to a certain degree the um, the the uh, oh, the desire. Uh, with with other people to uh, look into the Green Party, because so much mainstream media made so much of what happened uh, in uh, in that that the climate summit that was going on. That's why Putin and Joe Stein was there, but because they were at the same table, uh, they, that's where people started talking about how Joe Stein was aligned with Putin and Russia and all that. And actually, the only person that I remember talking about uh, not not being a, that being a setup to a certain degree was Howie Hawkins. He said that that, that he that apparently he told her not to go because that'll be a setup, and he was right. That was a setup. Not long after that, the her campaign was almost dead. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Um, <laughs> just, just stretching. Next, next, getting stiff. Sitting in one place for a while. I know that feeling. I'm, I'm like that every day, pretty much. <laughs> I do. Uh, I do. Uh, I do. Right now, I'm doing uh, two two types of shows: the talking MMT and the IPPS. Uh, and I'm trying to fit more. Uh, uh, yes and no. I I've I've been uh I've been doing um. I do videos on uh, live on uh, on Streamyard and sometimes Restream, depending on if I used up all my minutes on uh, on Streamyard. I'm a cheap state. I can't help it. Um, anyway, <laughs> but uh, I you've heard of Teespring? Uh, I I have heard of Teespring. Uh, I you know 
up to, up to this point, I yeah, it's I thought it was a t-shirt company. It is a t-shirt company. Actually, it's a t-shirt company. Well, they, they do, I think, general merchandise. But I have a conversation with the socialists up there now, and I also have uh, Green Party and Socialist News uh, merchandise up there. Does, well. it, does it work as a hosting website? I don't think about that one, no. But I know that they do uh, they do closing lines and all that. Unless, unless I misheard what you just said, it's about hosting website. Yeah, I was wondering, did you mean like your hosting the show on there, or is it just merchandise? No, no, that, that's, that's merchandise. That's it's, oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, I see. It's a cheap plug on my on my side of things. Oh, you know, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm taking time out of your day. You might as well go ahead and use it for a bit of extra advertising. And um, <laughs> I know I haven't said it yet, but you know, so talking MMT and IGPS definitely recommend check or checking those out to anyone listening. Um, like I said, you know, it's an it's one is kind of education on our free education on modern monetary theory. Um, which is important to understand, you know, as money becomes more part of politics. And then the other is, you know, um, a new, a constant news broadcast or a news, a news broadcast about all these underlooked or underlooked parts of socialist and green party movements. Right. Exactly. Oh yes. And also if people do want to just donate period to, uh, to my channel, they go to PayPal and go to paypal.me slash, uh, CAP network. Interesting. So, is CAP network is that the I guess that the name for your network of chain, like channels and shows? Well, no, it's it's just where people can donate. It's actually GAP network. Oh, GAP. Yeah, it's, it's PayPal. Ah, all right. I understand. <laughs> I got, I got, yeah, I just, I couldn't help myself, but do a couple of cheap, cheap uh, plugs here. Anyway. Well, do you have any, or anything else you wanted to talk about on the show? Uh, just for people to check out IGPS on YouTube and uh, check out uh, Talking MMT on uh, BitChute. That's it. And uh, thank you for having me on here. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming. I've been trying to get, or trying to been get, ah, I've been trying to get the episode two going for, Few week, or a few weeks, you know, stuff came up and I wasn't able to record. So I was trying to get back on schedule. So thank you very much. Uh, no problem. Thank you. Uh, by the way, how long have you been doing this? Um, and that's the thing. So sort of Orion and you know, my general writings, uh, rather new. I started, I started late 2020. So co- one reason I mentioned COVID-19, how it's affected all these smaller parties is the fact that, you know, COVID-19 was kind of what, I mean, I've been kind of waking up to, or kind of being, getting more and more in touch with politics and kind of been formulating my own opinions, but COVID-19 was really, what really woke me up to the fact that, you know, um, these international disasters are happening and they're hap- are they're happening now, they're right at our doorstep and they're affecting billions of people. And that, you know, we, like, it's up to, it's up to us to kind of do our part to kind of, contribute to kind of make our voices heard if we want stuff to change or else, you know, this kind of stuff is just going to keep happening again and again. I mean, Houston, especially a few years ago, we were hit by, uh, or we were hit by Hurricane Harvey, then we were hit by COVID. And then a um, few, like, I think last month, you know, we were hit by that massive winter freeze. And yeah. because of the, because of the unequal, like some neighborhoods, 
like had more priority electricity than others. And some people would froze to death in their own homes. Yeah, I know. I, I heard that quite a few people actually did, uh, unfortunately, freeze to death. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then you have the governor come out and said, because, because it, it's like, it, the reason why it's with 10% of their, of their, uh, of their utilities are green, and our green power. I'm like, yeah, I thought they deal with any of that. Yeah, no, it's, it's more, you know, who, own, who owns the power and how they're kind of focusing on delivering it rather than where they're actually getting the power from. It's not the power's fault. Right. Yeah. Managing it. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, if, if you don't mind, uh, I'll do a couple more cheap plugs here. Uh, oh, no problem. And uh, we are for wearemany.org is another website that has my has my IGPS on there as well. Uh, and uh, and the two party system.org, uh, which advocates for uh, for for open presidential debates and uh, ranked choice voting and stuff of that nature. So go so pretty much every everything I've said, check it out. Yeah. Interesting, and I'll, uh, I'll run back over this and I'll link it in the description. So, okay. or for viewers, uh, you know, in case you don't want to type all that out, you can just click the link in the description for this episode. Okay. Well, I, I, uh, I thank you for having me on. Oh, uh, once again, thank you. Thank you very much for coming. It was great conversation. Oh, yeah. No, I, I thought so too. Let me know if you want to do another one sometime in the future. Sure. Anytime or anytime you want. All right. Thank you. Thank you.